Welcome to the F3 American Yammer podcast, where we give the men of F3 a chance to tell their story as they've transitioned from sad clown to high impact man. I'm Short Circuit, and each week I'll be joined by another member of F3 who is willing to step up and share his story. So, without further ado, here's today's show. guys, welcome to another episode of F3 American Yammer. I am your host, the shortest of all possible circuits. Uh, and today I am happy to have joining us all the way from Birmingham, Alabama, Bo Cephas on the podcast. So Bo Cephas, welcome. Yes, sir. Thank you. No, not a problem. All right. Um, so quick disclaimer, you and I actually got connected through Macho Man. Is that right? That's right. Yep. Okay. So I want to give a big shout out to Macho Man. Thank you again for uh, for putting us in touch. I'm glad to this is sort of the the essence of, of why uh, you know, th- this type of format and podcast works is because guys share their stories and then be able to, you know, get ring, I'll say ring other guys into it, um, but, you know, get other guys uh, involved and interested in the podcast. And so I'm, I'm glad that you're able to, to come on. All right. So name Arama, name, age, F3 name. All right. Uh, Adam Hobson, 34, Bo Cephas. Oh, Cephas. Now, how long have you been a Birmingham PAX? Uh, since April of 2018. April of 2018. Okay, so you've just had only about a year under your belt. Yeah, fairly, fairly new still. Gotcha. Okay. And now, I, I don't, I don't know how old the uh, the Birmingham AO or the Birmingham region is. Is that is that dated compared to to how old they are? Yeah. So April, yeah, April 18th. I mean, April 2018 was when I started, and then I believe May. They had their one year anniversary, so I think uh, when we just yeah we just did our two year, so I think it's a little over two years old in total. Gotcha. Okay, so you still so you came in when it was about a year old, um, still probably working on developing, but uh, now they're up to two years, and I know I keep seeing stuff from Macho Man on Twitter that's uh, you guys continue to grow, so that's definitely great. Yeah, that's right. All right. Now, where do you where do you typically post? What are some of your your normal stomping grounds? I know we're all creatures of habit in, in some respect. Um, where do you, where do you normally post, and what does your schedule look like throughout the week? Okay, so I typically post at uh, a place called the Pack, which is in Helena. Helena is like a little suburb outside of Birmingham, and it's probably one of the most uh, the further out AOs. Um, but it's about three minutes from my house, so uh, it's picked up a lot, and I'll go there. Um, usually definitely on Fridays and maybe some other times, one or two times through the week. But um, I like to travel around a lot. I like to go to the three main ones are probably the PAC, uh, the Forum, and Gloom Mountain, um, just because they're all in 25 minutes of the house. But I'm, I like to get up and travel around to, to all the different ones. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I know that there's the, there's always the, the convenience of being able to go to the one that's closest to home, right? That's right, yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump right in here. Let's talk about life before F3. So um, tell me about your fitness, kind of starting from early childhood, uh, as far back as you want to go, leading all the way up to that first workout with F3. What did what did fitness look like for you? All right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, probably like like most of the guys uh, growing up, uh, growing up through school, you know, I played um, played all kinds of different sports through the different city leagues and stuff. Um, I was always what you we call down here Husky. Uh, you know, uh, shopped in, in the big boy section. So um, played sports uh, up until about 10th grade in high school. Um, I played, 
you know, ninth and tenth grade basketball, football. I was an offensive lineman and uh, defensive end, played football. And um, I was uh, at that point, you know, about 6'2", 265, so I was a pretty good-sized guy. Um, but anyway, 10th uh, grade happened, and I, I met a girl, and then I quit doing all that and just uh, worried about other things. So from about um, – let's see, that was 2001, roughly. So 2001 to uh, 2006, 10th uh, grade, till about you know, a few years after I graduated high school, I did zero, um, zero workouts, like at all. Um, I actually blew up, uh, pretty, pretty big to get to about my heaviest, um, 260, I think 265, 270 is where I'd maxed out, um, as far as my weight goes before I, I finally realized, Hey, I'm going from a, you know, these size 38 pants have gotten too tight. I'm not going to a 40, you know, I, I've got to do something about this. Um, so anyway, uh, around 2006, uh, six, I guess, um, my wife started, you know, slowly working out. We kind of had gotten comfortable with each other. We, we gained a lot of weight together and she started working out. So, you know, I'm so competitive. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to let her lose weight and, and me not lose weight, you know? So I started uh, trying to do stuff on my own. Couldn't, you know, I could not do one pull up to save my life literally. And uh, I started running. I was one of the guys that, you know, I didn't want to go to a gym without being in shape. Stupid as it sounds. Uh, so I started doing stuff on my own and then I got invited to go to this, um, <clears throat> MMA gym, uh, where, you know, they, they trained and I'd always like MMA fighting and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I'm gonna go check it out. Um, instantly fell in love with it. So for about a year and a half, I did that and, uh, I dropped, uh, right at 80 pounds over a one year period. Um, so I dropped down, you know, to, to about 180, and, uh, I just loved it. I mean, the, the, MMA, that was, that was for me. I mean, I'd always been kind of like a, uh, you know, a lone wolf, just wanted to do things, you know, by myself, not really worried about anybody else. So for me getting in there and just mixing it up with another guy, uh, I loved it. Um, so anyway, I did that for about a year and a half. I ended up having to move jobs, um, somewhere else. And, uh, you know, I kind of fell out of the gym I was with. And then I did the, the, you know, got into rock climbing and then some, uh, P90X insanity. I did some, you know, a tough mutter, um, all this kind of stuff until, uh, you know, I'll always move from one thing to another and always kept that weight off for the most part. I would, I would maybe fluctuate probably every time we had a kid, another 20 pounds, I would add it. And then, you know, I would slowly lose it back. Then we'd have our second kid. I'd add it another 20 and lose it again. But anyway, um, right before, uh, F3, I was just basically working out by myself. I'd go to the gym like five days a week, but it was, not very intense. I was just doing, you know, low reps, high weight, and just a little bit of cardio. So um, anyway, with all that being said, within the last 10 years, I've managed to keep off that 80 pounds, you know, prior to starting F3. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, it sounds like, you know, you'd, you'd gone through this period where you did sports and the football, and then you, yeah, kind of as most guys have, have seen, you know, you, you go through the fluctuations, the Pogo, the Pogo 20 in your case of uh, being able to lose, you know, lose the weight and then it, it comes back and then you lose it again, then it comes back. And, you know, especially too, with, with what you mentioned, kind of finding your, your one thing about MMA and then sort of how that transitioned into like tough mutters and running and, and just staying fit in general. It sounds like, you know, you kind of hit that a low point and then you kind of get back up and you're starting to already accelerate by the time you sort of c come into F3 a little bit there. Yeah. 
So let's talk about fellowship. So what was the nature of your relationships um, leading up to F3? What did, what did fellowship look like to you? Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And like, you know, kind of like I mentioned before as being like a, you know, as goofy as it sounds, kind of like a lone wolf kind of, kind of person. Um, you know, I never really, I had those, you know, and I've heard you talk about another podcast, these friends, you know, I guess by proximity, it's, you know, my wife had friends. So, you know, we'd go out and I would, you know, meet their husbands or their boyfriends and I would be kind of acquaintances with them. And then we would go to, um, to church and you'd have, you know, acquaintances there. Nobody I would really consider a, a friend, you know, um, through the week. I mean, you know, you'd go to work when I still worked a corporate job. Um, you'd have, you know, kind of friends there. Nobody I was super close to. So uh, really, I mean, uh, you know, when I was uh, like eight or nine, I had two really be- you know, like best friends and they moved away uh, to a different town. So after that, I really didn't have anybody I would consider like a best friend. You know, I mean, I had, um, like I said, acquaintances and and stuff like that, but never, um, never anybody that was really close. And I, I really wasn't very good at uh, trying to make that happen because, you know, in my mind, I'm just, I'm fine with not talking to people. I've, I've had to work on that the last like five years uh, as far as getting out there and putting myself out there because, uh, you know, I'm very, uh, I can very easily just isolate myself and not worry about, about anybody else or about that fellowship. But um, so, yeah, beforehand, like I said, it was just friends that were just kind of acquaintances, nothing uh, too deep. Um, I will say probably the one of the uh, better friends that I had, actually the guy that EH'd me, um, Geppetto, he, um, I'd actually started doing some, I, I did a Tough mother with him. And then um, we did some other uh, prison ministry stuff together. And he was, you know, probably one of my, my closer friends prior to F3. And then obviously when he, you know, told me about F3, it just kind of, uh, you know, accentuated that and went from there. So. so, yeah, it sounds like for many of us, herself included, kind of going through those those proximity friendships, the, you know, the wives, husbands, uh, wives, boyfriends, you know, uh, just those types of things. And, and definitely I could see how, as you mentioned before, kind of having the, the lone wolf syndrome, right? Um, going, to the, going to the gym by yourself and, and sort of kind of staying isolated, maybe not intentionally meaning to, but sort of finding yourself isolated, definitely not having many, many close friends. And, and with the ones that you had early on that moved away, I could definitely see that, you know, would sort of paint you into this picture of, you know, not, not having very many close relationships in general. Yeah, that's right. So let's talk about the third F. Let's talk about the faith piece. So what was your, I know, and you and I talked about this before the podcast too, and that is, um, what was your faith like before F3? And specifically, I'll open it up to not just, not just your, your, your religion or your, your kind of religious upbringing, but then also um, consideration for, you know, something bigger than yourself um, or your impact within the community and or uh, your personal religion, what that looked like to you. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to, uh, I'm going to backtrack a little bit here because I feel like I need to, to kind of give you a full grasp of it. Um, so yeah, the faith part, uh, I mean, growing up, we, uh, you know, we went, we were the family that went to church on Easter and Christmas, if, if then, you know, and, uh, it was always super awkward for me. Um, especially cause I had uh, one weekend I would go, it was basically going to church with each of my grandmothers. One weekend I would go to a church of God with one grandmother and then a Catholic service with, with the other one. Um, if we did go, you know, uh, if, like I said, it was rare, but anyway, um, I really had no grasp of good grasp of religion. I mean, it, you know, in the South, we all, it doesn't take much to call yourself a Christian. You, you, you go to church twice a year and you call yourself a Christian down here. So it's, 
um, just kind of a cultural thing, I guess. But anyway, um, so yeah, growing up, you know, I didn't really have a, a firm grasp on, on what it was to be a Christian. Uh, I still prayed and stuff like that. And I, you know, I told myself I believed in God. <clears throat> um, you know, when I, when I turned like nine or 10 years old, there was a lot of stuff that started to happen in my life that kind of gave me a big chip on my shoulder. Um, I had, uh, you know, my mom came out and she, you know, we found out she was a drug addict and she was addicted to, uh, um, you know, different drugs, morphine and stuff. She was shooting up at work. She was a nurse and she, um, you know, had overdosed several times and she was in and out of rehabs. And, um, you know, I had several family members that had, that had overdosed and, um, just, uh, really just stuff that, you know, that I didn't think I guess should be happening or that, that a, that God would let happen, you know, the, these kind of things. I was just kind of really confused on my, on the faith aspect of it. Um, I had a house burned down when I was 16. I've lost everything. Um, my dad ended up uh, committing suicide. My grandfather committed suicide. Um, my aunt committed suicide. So it was just like, there was all these negative things. And by the time I got to, uh, to 18, by the time I graduated high school, I'd pretty much just stopped, um, I really, I guess, uh, stopped believing altogether. I mean, I wasn't praying. I wasn't going to church. I really thought nothing about God or religion um, from that time period of 18 till 24. Uh, I was in a really self-destructive pattern, Um, did a lot of drugs, a lot of drinking, trying to self-medicate, and uh, just really the the total absence of faith, Um, which is kind of crazy because my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, you know, she stuck with me through, you know, through all this and all these different phases of myself. And, uh, her dad is actually a, uh, he was a hospital chaplain. So he was, uh, you know, what I, you know, man of faith in my opinion. And it was, uh, just kind of strange now looking back that I went all these years, you know, as a non-Christian when the whole time he was kind of there, I think their family was kind of there setting an example, whether I knew it or not, you know, so well, man, that's uh, that's that's a really incredible story, and and thank you for for being vulnerable and sharing that. I know, especially um, those are some some hard places to be. But I appreciate you, you know, opening up and sharing about kind of how all of that definitely would paint a picture of being you know, a person not of faith uh, before, uh, with with all of the circumstances that you mentioned that went on, and, and definitely, you know, kind of seeing. Um, how it how it all ties into your story together is is really incredible. So definitely thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and I had um yeah I, you know I, I guess I stopped a little too early. So uh, I, I was a, quish, a Christian prior to F three, um, but after that, you know around the you know twenty four years old, um, I was kind of at a turning point. You know I, you know that was kind of when I started this fitness journey, and then I guess kind of like other things do, you know you, you improve in one area of your life, and then you can kind of start looking at other areas also. So. Um, you know, like I said, I really didn't have any, any faith up until that point. Me and my wife kind of decided, um, you know, cause she had kind of fallen out too. I mean, even though she was a, uh, you know, self-professed Christian, uh, you know, we hadn't been going to church and she, you know, we kind of started to do it cause we wanted to have kids out of like obligation. Like, well, we probably need to do this for appearances, that kind of thing. Um, so anyway, we started, you know, going to, to find a church just to go. And, and I guess just to say we were going, um, you know, we'd both lost weight at that point. So this was kind of like our next, next thing on our list. So we start finding churches plugged into a, uh, you know, a good church that, that we really liked. Um, Dawson Baptist is actually where I met Geppetto, the guy that EH me. 
And um, anyway, so through that time period, uh, some stuff kind of developed. I did got into some Kairos prison ministry, and that was kind of the uh, kind of what sealed the deal for me. It's like a three day event where you go through with a bunch of inmates and um, it, it was just kind of like a life changing event for me. So from that point on, um, I actually got baptized at Dawson when I was 24. And um, like I said, from, from that point on, I've, I've been a Christian. So, um, you know, leading up to F3, I was a Christian and was pretty, you know, strong in my faith, still am. Um, so with all that being said, that, that was kind of where I was at before F3. Gotcha. Okay. And, and definitely, I mean, that's, I think that speaks, you know, more to, to your, your testimony, if you will, and um, kind of the power of your story over the fact that, you know, as you were pointing out, like having all of these different circumstances sort of conspire against you to sort of push you in a direction of not having any faith, um, but then being able to, um, you know, to come back around to a place of faith. And then especially now with F3 kind of helping to um, continue to accelerate that. I mean, definitely, it's, it's just uh, that much more, it lends that much more credibility to your story, right? Which is great. All right. So, so you've told us a little bit about who you were before F3. We know that you kind of came from the sports background and um, I think you, you mentioned that you were, what's the word? Husky? Is that, is that the, the term you guys use? That's right. Yeah. Husky. Um, and, and, but you found MMA and you were able to find something that allowed you to hone in. And at the same time too, you mentioned that you were going through that lone wolf period and especially with not having, um, you had the, the proximity friendships, but no real close friendships. Um, and then all likewise too the, the faith, the faith piece of, you know, coming, starting as what we'll say as a Christian and then having this very um, hard low point in your life where all these circumstances are coming together and then being able to move in a direction of faith. So all of that sort of tells us now about what, what Bocephus's life was like before F3. So let's talk about that first workout. Now you mentioned that your, your buddy Geppetto was the one who aged you. Is that right? He's the culprit. That's right. Yep. Okay. And now, um, so he EH'd you. Tell me a little bit about that and about that first workout. Okay. Yeah, this is actually crazy. Man. And there is a book in the free, I mean, there's a term in the free to lead book, and I cannot think of what it is, where uh, a guy will EH you and he invites you out to a workout and then he doesn't show up to that workout. Uh, there is a term, and I don't remember what it is. So if you know, you could chime in. But um, anyway, yeah, Geppetto had been going to the forum, which was about 20, 25 minutes away, close to his house. But we were texting about something else and then he calls me and says, Hey, there's this, uh, there's this workout group called F3. Uh, they're really close to your house. You need to go over there and they're going to meet in the morning at five 30 at the school. Uh, and you need to be over there and go check it out. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I've lived here for six or seven years. I've never heard of this group. You know, I was like, are you, are you pulling my leg? And he was like, no, he's like, it, you know, go to F3.com and you know, F3nation.com. And you can see, kind of what it's about, but he's like, I'm not going to tell you much about it. Just be over there. Group of guys that work out together. You'll probably like it. So I'm like, all right, man, if you're messing with me and I show up at five 30 in the morning to a school and there's nobody there, I'm going to be really mad. So anyway, I go over there. He obviously didn't show up. And I asked him the day before I said, are you going to be there? He's like, uh, I might, he had no intention of going, but he just didn't want to tell me that. So anyway, yeah. So, so he said he, he might come. So I go to the um, school, which is literally three minutes from my house, um, five 30. And sure enough, there were guys up on the field and they were, you know, there to work out. So I get there, had no idea, you know, what was going on, what was going to happen, uh, what type of workout it was. I get there and, all, you know, we start warming up. There's, there's 
maybe a couple introductions. I don't remember uh, really too much about it. Maybe I got there right at five thirty. Maybe they were already starting to warm up. But anyway, we start going, and the first thing they say is we're going to do an Indian run, and nobody explained the Indian run. I guess I was the only new guy there that day. They didn't see anybody bring me, so I just jumped in line. So I had no clue. I was lost the whole Indian run. I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on. So anyway, we get to the workout, and I don't even remember all the stuff that we did. I really don't remember who cued it, um, I guess because I wasn't expecting too much out of it. So all I know is that at the end of the workout, uh, we're in the circle of you know circle of trust, and at this particular AO, um, first let me say, the guy that gave me the name Bocephus, was a guy named Happy, which he was just kind of a get. He doesn't ever go to this location. He just happened to be there that day. Got in there, told him my whole life story, told him about, you know, I mean, you know, what I did for for work and what my hobbies were and my, you know, family and stuff like that. Nobody was coming up with anything. And he said, what's the first concert you went to? And I was like, Hank Williams Jr. And then he automatically said, Bo Cephas. And then it just kind of stuck, you know. And uh, so anyway, that, that's how I got Bo Cephas. But um I think kind of the end of, I mean, I, I was tired, obviously. I hadn't been doing that much cardio. And, and like I said, I don't remember what exactly we did. But at the end, at this particular AO, they do like a, a little Bible study, uh, like, a, you know, like old five-minute devotional, let's say five to ten-minute devotional. And to me, that was awesome, you know, that they, that they did this. And when I first started, I thought everywhere, everybody in F3 did this. I thought it was just part of their structure. But um, anyway, did that. Uh, you know, I kind of met the guys, didn't really know much about them. I was like, okay, that was cool. And then I get home and I'm just really starting to think about this. I'm like, man, that, that was awesome. I'm like, I don't know why it was awesome, but it was. I'm like, you know, working out with these group of guys, I was like, I usually hate working out with a group of people. So anyway, I was sore, like really sore. Um, this particular AO, they only did it one time a week on Fridays at that time period. And I thought it was just that was all of F3. It was just one location until I started digging into it. So for a few weeks, I went just on Fridays and then somebody said, Hey, you know, uh, I'm going to be queuing at the forum on Saturday. You might want to come out there. I'm like, you know, okay, what is this? So I got on there and started looking and um, found out all these other locations, you know, got in there, you know, got the spreadsheet we, we keep to show the different AOs and everything. And then pretty quick after probably within that month, I was a, a six day a week guy going to as many different AOs as I could find, you know, with the exception of the run groups, because I'm not really a runner, but all the boot camp style workouts, you know, I was just kind of like, I loved going to the different ones and, you know, meeting everybody else, meeting new people and kind of seeing what this F3 was about, you know? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it sounds like even within that first workout, you were already hooked and looking and looking for more. That's right. Yeah. And I can't remember, did you ask about, did this start with you asking about my fitness after I started F3? No, no. I was just asking in general, um, specifically, you know, tell me about that, that first workout. Okay, all right. Just wanted to know what that was like and, and sort of who got you hooked and, um, kind of how all that, how all that came about. Yeah. And actually if Geppetto's listening, he, um, he, he really, he came, he stayed with F3 for about a month after that, came to a couple workouts and then he just kind of has disappeared. I mean, he's got some other stuff going on. Um, he does other fitness stuff. He's always staying busy, but he, he hadn't been back out. Um, so anyway, it, it was kind of strange that he told me about that about a month before he kind of uh, took a leave of absence for about a year. And uh, I, I'm the one that stayed in there and kind of got addicted to it. So. Gotcha. All right. Well, definitely. Thanks for sharing that first workout. And, and I think you mentioned this, too. This is something I always like to ask guys, but I, I don't think you, you splash Merlot. Is that right? 
No, I didn't. Um, no, I, we, we can get into that in a minute. I, I recently did the first time, but uh, no, I, I didn't that first queue. I was uh, I was tired. I was sore, but I don't I don't think I was the the very back six. I don't think I was the far six. I, I was probably back there, but not not all the way since I had kind of kept up some some level of fitness. You know. Gotcha. All right. Well, thanks for sharing that first workout with us. Um, definitely, we'll have to give uh, T claps to Geppetto and, and Happy as well for uh, Happy for naming rights, and then Geppetto for bringing you out. Yeah, that's right. So that tells us about that tells us about that first workout. Let's talk about life since F three. So since F three, um, previously previously on Bocebus, you were telling us how you were really into MMA. You were already used to going to the gym. Fitness was starting to already be something that you were accelerating in. Um, how has F3 impacted your fitness since you've been coming? Uh, yeah. So I would say now, uh, and I'm not saying that it's, that it's, you know, the best out here, but for me personally, I'm in the best shape I've ever been in now, uh, physically, as far as the most well-rounded. I mean, you know, when I first started losing weight, I went from, you know, 265 down to 180 and, um, you know, I look like a blow pop. I've got a big head. So it didn't really look, it didn't really fit my, my, Body type didn't fit my head size, so I kind of looked ridiculous. And I was doing all cardio, so I was like, didn't have very much muscle tone then. Um, so anyway, I, you know, over the years, like I said, when I started, you know, kind of getting more into the MMA and stuff like that, I, I built a little bit of muscle. And then over the years, just doing gym stuff. But um, I was never like a, you know, I guess well-rounded. I would go through periods where I was a little bit heavier, where I'd been trying to get a little bit of bulk, or I was just super skinny because I'd been doing too much cardio, you know. So anyway. F3 has kind of brought it all together. I mean, it's, you know, it's crazy with all the, and I know, you know, but the, uh, you know, the different workouts we do since they're never the same, you know, I just love that format because you, there's muscles that you didn't, I didn't even know I had that you can, you know, you know, that you can build up. Um, and it's crazy too, because it's like I was, I would work out in the gym before and do squats and leg presses and stuff, but my legs are probably bigger now than they ever have been. Um, and, you know, just from doing the workouts that I do during a normal you know, during a normal week, just because there is so much variety. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely in the best, best shape I've ever been in. Um, you know, I used to think that running, you know, three miles, three and a half miles was a challenge. Uh, you know, and I mean, it's nothing to, to scoff at, but during a normal workout, we may run that, you know, a couple of times a week, easy, you know, just a normal workout that somebody's leading plus all the other stuff that goes with it. You know? Oh, definitely. I, and to your point, I think, just being able to kind of have that variety because, you know, no two workouts are really ever, well, hopefully no two workouts are really ever the same. And so because of that, yeah, you can definitely, it seems like you get a, a much broader aspect of fitness rather than, you know, as you were bringing it up, only being a runner or only being dedicated just to, to weights or strength, whatever that may be. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, CrossFit guys that have come out and, and stuff like that that still love F3 because I mean, it is, I mean, there's, there's, you know, I'm, I'm always sore pretty much. And I, I don't think, it doesn't look like that's ever going to go away if I've been doing it for a year um, just because, you know, of all the different body parts and stuff like that. But um, yeah, so, so that's where I'm at with that. And now let's talk about your fellowship since F3. So previously you were telling us that you really just kind of had the, the proximity friendships, um, no real close relationship um, except for Geppetto and um, some, some people that kind of involved from that, from the church side. So how has your fellowship changed as a result of F3? <clears throat> yeah. So, um, yeah, the fellowship aspect was the, uh, it was kind of the weird part for me. So <clears throat> it, and it, it came at a time too, where, uh, we had actually been, we transitioned from churches from where, 
you know, I'd been baptized and stuff. And we, we had um, just kind of a transition period that I was still kind of in. We'd started a new church, but we were only there for a few months. And we'd found a small group, but it wasn't, uh, you know, it was that it was that new new church feel. We weren't really, you know, honed in yet with a, with a good core group. So anyway, about that time, same times when F3 came along. So I was still, like I said, by my, you know, kind of by myself until, um, you know, once F3 started, um, kind of simultaneously at, at the church, I started digging into a small group. So all this kind of happened at one time. But anyway, with all that said, um, the fellowship aspect, I mean, there was, <clears throat> it took me probably two months before I realized, you know, I just really didn't say much. I don't feel like, I mean, maybe I did, but I felt like I was really quiet compared to some of these other guys. And uh, we'd get in the circle of trust and I hear these guys talk about, I mean, you know, within the first month I heard somebody come out and say, Hey, well, you know, I've got an addiction to this. I've got an addiction to this. And me and my wife were struggling in this situation and y'all pray for me for this. And, you know, just open and real honest conversations. You know, it wasn't that, you know, putting the Sunday school face on kind of just coming out and, you know, kind of like guys can do and they just put up a front and your male ego gets in the way. I mean, these guys are dropping their guards down. And I'm like, man, this is, this is kind of awesome that these guys are out here sharing this kind of stuff. And I don't think I did a cafeteria until probably four or five months in maybe. And, uh, but I slowly started, you know, putting myself out there talking to guys. And I'm sure a lot of the guys thought I was a jerk and I didn't mean to be, but I would come to the workout and, you know, I'm one of the guys I like to get out there and get after it. And, you know, I push myself. So a lot of times I don't do a lot of talking during a workout just because I'm, I'm pushing myself and I'm trying to breathe, you know? So, um, anyway, with all that being said, uh, I went to cafeteria, started talking to some of these guys and then, um, got involved in, you know, we do like this, um, you know, some of these guys go down to this first light, this women's shelter in, in Birmingham and they, you know, needed somebody to volunteer. So I'm like, I'll go down there with you guys, cook breakfast for these, uh, you know, for all the women that are staying in this shelter. And we, we take turns doing that. So I would do that. And then we had um, other stuff outside of, you know, the workouts that, that, you know, I would go and participate in. So, uh, but anyway, cafeteria is really where it started. The fellowship, I slowly got to know these guys, got to figure out that, um, you know, being isolated is not, not a good thing. You know, I mean, once I started kind of putting myself out there, it, uh, you know, I kind of got a lot back really quick. I mean, I met people in, um, I sold cars for a while and I met people who were kind of in the car business or they, you know, were kind of into the same thing. So I could talk about that kind of stuff with them there. And then I had guys that, um, I would go to these real estate meetings and I saw one guy at uh, the real estate meeting that, you know, came to the normal F3 workout and we're kind of like, Oh, we didn't, you know, we didn't know you were into this. So now we're kind of, you know, we have that to talk about. And then we have guys that, uh, you know, I found out once I'd started in this new church, guys that I'd never seen before in the six or eight months I'd been there that were part of F3. So now I have, you know, guys from my work, you know, work circle that I could talk to in F3 and then guys from the church and then uh, found out there's, there's you know, guys in the same stage of life as me with their kids that go to the same elementary school as mine. So it was kind of like it just brought everything kind of full circle. So I went from having kind of no really close friends in any area of my life to having some pretty good friends, you know, uh, in all aspects of life almost, you know, because F3 is uh, it's kind of taken off in Birmingham. So kind of everywhere you go now, you kind of can find somebody 
in a circle out there that that's in F3, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think definitely too, to that point you brought up is the fact that, you know, it doesn't matter where you go, just the ability to be able to find somebody nearby who's involved in F3 is definitely, um, it's a big relief when you come from a background of not having really any, any close friends to, as you pointed out to having now suddenly many close friends and guys you can connect with not only from the F3 side, but then also at work, church, and, and just out and about. Yeah. And I'll tell you too, it's, um, <clears throat> it's weird because it's kind of like, uh, I feel like F3 is like the most talked about non-secret secret society there is. I know that sounds weird, but it's like, you know, I would think about this movie, like the skulls, you know, I don't know if you ever heard of that, but it's like, you know, this, secret society and all these guys are having these meetings and like, you know, whenever they get together, they just, that's all they want to talk about. And, you know, every time you go out and you see somebody with F3 hat on or F3 shirt or somebody yells Bocephus across the, across the room at a restaurant and everybody else just kind of like, doesn't know what's going on. Um, it's just kind of like this weird, like, you know, connection you have with these guys that you've been out there with them in the morning, you've been working out, you busted your butt together and, you know, but it's not a secret society. You want everybody to know about it. We tell everybody about it and everybody's tired of us telling them about it but we know the impact it's going to have on them so anyway it's kind of weird in that sense but um i'll say there there are just a ton of just positive male role models in here and they don't have to be you know older than me i mean there's guys out there that are younger than me that have just you know they started to do things the right way a lot earlier than i did and you know i've just been open to you know looking at the way that you know that they're doing things and saying hey you know i always want to be improving can I improve in this area? Can this guy help me in this area? You know, maybe he has some advice that could help me, you know? So I've tried to kind of drop my pride a little bit and say, I don't know everything. I do need other guys to kind of push me, to lift me up. And, you know, what guys in this group can I learn from? And then what other guys coming up, can I turn around and help myself? You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think definitely too, to, um, to be able to reach up, and then reach back, right? Um, as, as you pointed out, being able to build in those uh, those bonds of friendship that way uh, vertically as well, uh, I mean, are definitely super impactful. So let's talk now kind of the, the last F piece about faith. Now, previously you were telling us that you'd gone through just this, this big spat, um, you know, during your, your teens to, to 20s of sort of losing faith and then coming back around and, and being more of a man of faith. And so you, based on what you're saying, you were already accelerating kind of in the faith piece. What have you found um, F3 has helped you do within the faith component? Okay. Yeah, that, that's right. Um, yeah. Going through that stuff, like I said, I, I had already had, I guess, a kind of a spiritual awakening, but um, I mean, at the same time, <clears throat> you know, we can always be learning, always, you know, be growing. I mean, when I was you know, 24, I'm like, well, this is, you know, I'm like, I thought I knew everything, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a Christian now. I know, you know, uh, I know where I'm going. I know everything there is to know about being a Christian. And, you know, as you can, obviously your faithful kind of never, never stops. If you're a Christian, you're always learning and kind of growing in different seasons of life. But um, so, yeah, after I started, I mean, you know, like I said, I thought this was just a workout group when I started, Geppetto didn't tell me anything else about this other faith aspect of it or the, you know, the fellowship. So uh, it kind of threw me off guard, even that first workout when, you know, they did a uh, a guy named Jiffy who leads the one at the pack. He uh, did this devotional and, you know, I was kind of like, well, this is, it's interesting because, you know, kind of why are they doing this before I knew anything about, you know, the whole F3, uh, F3 setup. So anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, everything just as far as, everything is is centered 
to me on that that third, you know, that faith aspect of it. And I know that, you know, technically F3 is not a Christian-based organization. I think that, you know, it's just a faith-based organization, um, which is fine. That's great. But for me, it was the the Christian side of it. And um, I mean, we get in there and we, like I said earlier, we tell about all these personal things that only guys would understand. Um, you know, we take prayer requests. We pray for guys that, you know, <clears throat> have certain addictions or, need, you know, need lifted up that they may not get anywhere else. You know, they may not be able to tell their wives about. They may not be able to talk to their small group about. But um, it's just a whole different aspect of, of Christianity to me. And, you know, we have certain, uh, you know, like third FQs and stuff like that, that, um, you know, they'll kind of uh, keep us on track, you know, say, well, you know, we're doing this Bible study over on this part of town. If you can come over, you know, that'd be awesome. Or, um, you know, just tons of different stuff. I mean, just the way F3 is kind of segmented into these three, these three different categories, you know, it just kind of brought everything around for me. But yeah, the, the, the faith aspect, it's definitely, um, definitely strengthen it for sure. I mean, especially since, I can get these guys now. I've tried to headlock a bunch of guys in our small group, but uh, only a couple have bitten. But anyway, um, it kind of just ties in, you know, the the normal church life we have, church small group, which we have a tight knit small group that I'm that I'm a part of. But F three just kind of brings it full circle, and just it's just continually strengthening me as a Christian, and um, I, I just think it's awesome. So. No, absolutely, and definitely um, to, your, to your last point right there, right where you know F three in general is just allowed you to continue to accelerate and, and build it within your faith, right? I think is, is definitely one thing that uh, it's very good at doing, right? Yeah, that's right. Because I think that a lot of times we, and I used to be bad about this, we compartmentalize things, I, I did anyway, in life as far as, okay, well, now I'm going to go to church on Sunday and I've got this group of people and then I'm going to go to work, you know, through the week, I've got this group of people, but I'm going to go, maybe I'll go out with some other people on the weekend. I'm, I'm with this group of people, whereas F3 kind of brings it all together where it's, you know, there's no compartmentalization. It's all, Hey, it's fitness, fellowship and faith all the time. It's the same, you know, it's the same thing in all aspects, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And definitely allows you, um, builds within you the, the sense and the drive to want to live more authentically within all three of those F's. Right. That's right. Yep. Awesome. Well, Bocephus, thank you very much again for, uh, for sharing your story, man. I, I really appreciate you opening up and being vulnerable and um, just kind of kind of taking us through your story right there about how you got involved with F3 and, and what it's meant to you. Um, as we as we get ready to close out, do you have any closing thoughts for the packs that you'd like to share? Yeah, I would just say, um, you know, I, I kind of, uh, you know, just kind of figured this out, kind of trial by fire since I, you know, whenever a new guy starts now, I try to give them all the information. I'm like, look, man, this is not the only, and maybe I was, maybe it was just me. Maybe I was the only one that, you know, that thought, Hey, this is the only workout. You know, I didn't go check it out until, you know, a month later, but um, I try to always tell the guys, you know, Hey, if you're new, go check out this, this area, go check out this location. Um, so I would just encourage people to get out to these different AOs. I mean, I know you can kind of start at one location. That's great. And uh, you know, kind of get your feet wet, but even if it's a drive, if it's if it's thirty or forty minutes away. I mean, go out, meet new people. I mean, you just never know who you're going to talk to that um, <clears throat> maybe in the same stage of life that you're in, maybe uh, s- similar problems that you have, uh, people that have gone through similar issues, people that you know uh, 
all kinds of stuff. I mean, you just never know until you get out there and you may hear somebody in the, in the circle of trust say something that kind of resonates with you or you may get out there and open up and say something that you need help with or that you need prayer for and guys come up and approach you. So, yeah, I would just encourage you to go out, anybody, go out to as many different AOs you can, meet as many different people as you can and um, just kind of get fully involved and not just you know, segment into your one little AO that you, you know, maybe one or two that you typically go to, um, especially on the weekend. I mean, uh, you know, I know all of us are busy through the week, but on the weekend, typically have a little more flexibility. They start early, you know, get out there, talk to as many people as you can, because I, I think it just helps kind of expand, um, expand your view of F3. And it just kind of helps, you know, like I said, make it engulf every part of your life, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, definitely. Thanks very much again for, for sharing that. Cause I think that's something uh, to your point, right? We all can compartmentalize as men and sort of get into our groove and find our rut. And uh, sometimes that can uh, unfortunately limit us in regards to our, our need for an expanded view of what F3 really means. That's right. So, awesome. Well, if guys want to get in touch with you, Bocevis, what's the best way for them to do that? Okay. Uh, probably uh, I'm, Recently, it's probably been Twitter. So Twitter um, at Adam A. Hobson, um, H-O-B-S-O-N. So uh, either there or um, reach out to me by email. It's uh, A. Hobson 8, the number 8, at live, L-I-V-E dot com. Um, or look me up on Facebook. So Adam Hobson, Birmingham, Alabama. Awesome. Well, Bocevis, thanks very much again for uh, for joining us. I'm glad that we were able to get you on the podcast. And again, I'll have to uh, to give a T-claps to uh, Macho Man for, for getting us set up. Uh, so thanks again for coming on and, and sharing your story with us. Definitely, man. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. No problem. All right, guys. So with that, we close out episode 28. Thanks again for listening. And uh, stay sharp. We'll see you in the glue. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Yammer. If you're interested in sharing your F3 story, reach out to us at f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Again, that's f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at f3americanyammer. Until next time, stay sharp, and we'll see you in the gloom. Never, never land.